Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there. I'm Laura McGoodwin with teammate Aaliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today, we're discussing the ins and outs of a remote job. Like what's the difference between a remote job and the ones that allow you to work from home? How do you know if remote work is a good fit for you? And what you need to launch a remote job search with Purva Dandana, the head of talent acquisition for Goldbook, a company that is currently hiring for remote roles. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment, where we answer your career questions, starting with our advice for a reader who accepted a new job right before the coronavirus outbreak, and now her start date has been indefinitely delayed. Plus, we also share some helpful resources you won't want to miss. And now, this is The Females. There are tons of advantages of being a remote employee. In fact, a two-year study by Stanford University found an impressive increase in work productivity for remote workers. They also found that people who worked remotely were 50% less likely to leave for another company, which is a major win for the employers. Remote work also saves money for both employees. Remote workers save on average $7,000 a year, costs that would have gone toward commuting, food, and clothing. These benefits, plus the fact that many employees became full-time remote workers almost overnight due to the coronavirus outbreak, have left many people also interested in pursuing a permanent remote job search, whether that's today or in the future. And I know, Leah, we were actually just talking Mm -hmm. about how much we feel like now that we're working remote, we're like, we are saving money and we feel like not just like the time and the commutes also. Yeah, I feel like overall in the past couple of years, there's already been this heightened interest for work from home or remote days, or I feel like it started with like flex scheduling and now it's kind of expanded into remote. But now I think more than ever, people, whether they had the idea to already work at a remote job or company, it's even more solidified now because those jobs are still remote and still working. And I think for a lot of companies, it's piqued a lot of interest with productivity or saving money, as you mentioned. It's just a whole different landscape now. Yeah. I, I It's interesting because like we've always had a work from home day at Career Contessa. And that was 
largely in due, due to the fact that like I had the longest commute. And so I really wanted one day where I could save that time. But also I, you know, I've never called it like a perk. I always call it a productivity tool. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes like your phrasing around that stuff is important too for employers. But I think the reason why so many employers were, I guess, sort of against remote or didn't want that flexibility is I understand like there's definitely times when people like take advantage of the system, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's interesting because I feel like we hear a lot of the positivities around this, which, which you and I have personally experienced. I do think there are times where like employers just want people FaceTime because that's what they prefer. And it is sort of nice that like this is all getting flipped on its head a little bit. I do think that part of the reason why people would say no to even like flexible work schedules was because that's not what their boss wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of trust, I think, for managers and communication from both employees and employers to make it successful because I think remote work is also glamorized a bit prior to all this coronavirus stuff. I feel like I constantly saw random ads or whatever of people like, oh, I'm on the beach working. Like, this is how I made like whatever. And I'm just completely yeah. remote or whatever. It's like, I don't know. It's, it seems scammy where it's like, oh, you can work wherever. And it's like, no, like most of the time I'm at home. I'm like, I know making sure I have an internet connection still. And like, I don't know, like, like if you're having a glamorous anything. work from home situation, email us, please. Yeah, it's like, there's <laughs> definitely things you can do to make your work situation comfortable at home. And like, setting up a home office. And I think that's super important, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of difficulties that people don't talk about because it just sounds fun and cool that you're working wherever you want. Um, but it's like, yeah, but you still have to be super like stable internet, whatever. Like there's so much, like I'm usually working with like a few monitors. So yeah. Like, I couldn't like just take this to a cute little. Yeah. You're not going to a beach in (laughs) Bali somewhere. I also think what is actually starting to come out or was coming out before all this. And I think, I guess everything's a little different because we're not just working from home or working from home with like, you know, a pandemic out there. Mm -hmm. But I actually think that this is going to shine a light on the fact that when people do work from home, any weird stereotype that you thought where they like weren't working or they were just spending their days, you know, exercising, going to the beach and doing whatever, people are going to realize, oh no, like they really do get a lot more done. Maybe they might even work longer hours. So I think the flip side of this is that for all the money you save, but for employees, and if any of you are feeling this way, it's really important to like, and we had an episode already about this, to put some structure in place so that you don't blur the lines of like, now there's just no work, no home, no mm-hmm. life. It's just all one thing. That was but, something for me too. Cause I mean, we had our work from home one day a week, which still I found myself just working so much later just because I'm just like, you know, on my yeah. computer and just kind of doing random, it's like, like, oh, there. I found this thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, not super urgent, but I'm like, oh, oh, let me just go ahead and do this, like whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, what time is it? Because you're just sitting in place. And like, that's when I I was like, all right, I can't keep doing this. I need to like walk around. Yeah. I have to put my computer in another room because I'll just be doing something while I'm watching a show. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're still doing something. I I find that to actually be one of the hardest things is, I mean, just with technology in general is you have to like really train yourself to not just pick it up because it's convenient and it's there. Look, I totally get why remote work is really appealing to people. And obviously with a lot of people who have been laid off, a lot of people are thinking about, Hey, I want to work remotely now. Like I want to do that. So we wanted to help answer your question, but also we wanted to go to the source and talk to somebody who actually does hire remote employees. So I think you guys are going to find 
this episode really helpful. And today we're going to be discussing specifically, number one, what's what's really the difference between all these terms like work from home, virtual companies, so that you actually know what to apply to. And then we'll also talk about four tips for landing a remote job. And Perva even shares some major no's for getting the job in mm-hmm. those remote interviews. So I think you guys are going to really like it. We get some juicy, juicy insight. I know. We, we told her, don't give us the good stuff. Give us the- <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. We wanted to start by clarifying a few different terms that are used a lot to describe roles such as working from home, remote work, and working for a virtual company. To help us, we've invited Pervo Dandana, the head of talent acquisitions for Goldbook, a San Francisco-based company that has remote employees and is currently hiring remote employees. Hi, Pervo. Welcome to The Females. Thank you so much for inviting me. Can you start by describing the difference between working from home, remote work, and working for a virtual company? So when you think about those different work environments, they're all very, very different, even though they might sound the same and might be used interchangeably. But work from home means when you work for a company, but you actually have essentially the chance to work from home for certain days of the week. For example, some companies might let you work from home once a week or twice a week. Um, And that's usually determined by the company as well as by the individual employee. As for working remotely, that means working full-time outside of the company. Your company's headquarters might be one part of the country or one part of the world, and you would be based out of another part of the country or another part of the world. And virtual company is when your company is completely remote, meaning that they don't have a physical headquarters and all your teammates work together virtually. Perva, for virtual company versus working remote, I think it's good that people kind of have the clarity around those. But so for working remote, that means that, I mean, I know your company has remote employees. So this could be also like you are part of a remote team, even Mm -hmm. though there's a physical headquarters, or you could be the one solo remote employee, even though there's a physical headquarters, right? Correct. Do you find that one of these is like a much more popular option, I guess, between working remotely and virtual companies? I mean, you guys have always had remote roles. This is not just because of the coronavirus, right? Correct. Correct. I think the most popular is working remotely, where for most companies, there is a physical headquarters or even a small office space or sometimes even a WeWork space. But the most popular I've seen is more working remotely as opposed to a company being a virtual company. Yeah. Do you think this is all going to change after this? Do you think we're all going to be just forget these physical locations? We're going to have to like define what regular. Yeah, (laughs) correct. I think every day, you know, it's changing. It'll be interesting to see once we emerge from this sensitive time, what the workplace will look like. I think now that companies are working almost fully remotely that it might change a lot of things for what what traditional work looks like as well as where people do traditional work. Yeah, the way I remember it is that remember it like it, this <laughs> so many years ago. This is like a <laughs> month ago. Uh, but it it always felt so one of our um, employees at Career Contessa, Kayleen, she's been really open about the fact that she used to be a remote employee for a company that had a physical location and she always felt kind of left out because yeah. it's hard like you just you do have a little bit of a disadvantage when you don't have FaceTime and the collaboration. And virtual companies a lot different. It's like an even playing field for everybody. So mm-hmm. it's it's really fascinating because in the past it always felt weird to sort of be that outsider of being like the one lonely remote employee. Do you guys at Goldbook have a way to kind of make sure those employees do feel part of the team even though they're not physically there? Oh, yes. We have a lot of activities. Um, Actually, they've been really ramped up given everything. But one thing that we do is 
you know, half of our company is remote. So out of a team of 48, 23 of us work out of the headquarters and the rest of us are all over the country, including we have a teammate in Hawaii as well. And one thing that we used to do at our headquarters is that we would used to split up the teams once a month and go out for lunch. And our remote team was like, that's great. You do that. What about us? Yeah. And which made complete sense. So now we have something called universal pod lunch. On the last Friday of every month, we actually split up the teams, be it in person or virtual, and everyone gets to enjoy lunch together. So it's usually a pod of three or four and from different teams. And it's just a chance to, uh, you know, get to know other folks from, you know, different teams and get to know each other on a personal basis. Granted, it's you're sitting in front of your computer, you're ordering DoorDash, but it's a way to, to really connect with your teammates that are anywhere in the country. And so we've implemented something like that. But that's really helped to foster and deepen those relationships. Even now, whether you work for a virtual or remote company, I think people are getting very creative with how they're socializing via FaceTime or Zoom or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if after this, there's going to be a lot more company bonding ideas that are like, Oh, yeah. after all of this. And I think maybe with Goldbook, we were a little bit ahead of the curve with that, again, given half of our team is remote. So we already started implementing these things. And now with the new situation, you know, we've tried to do more things because even now headquarters team is now working remotely. Um, and so we've also implemented things like game night, little coffee chats, where it's a similar thing to a pod lunch where we instead have coffee together. So we are finding new ways to really connect in this new, in this new world, essentially. Yeah. Well, I know that after this quick break, we're going to go over, you've got four tips for people looking to land a remote job since now I feel like they just got better (laughs) with people uh, actually putting in the effort. So let's listen to this quick ad and then we'll get to your tips. With everything that's happening in the world right now, I've been taking a really close look at my subscriptions. I'm sure you guys are too. One of the subscriptions that I really love, and it's definitely staying on my yes list, is Causebox. Causebox is a quarterly, four times per year subscription box curated by women for women. And it's filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. This means supporting female-owned companies, which have never needed our support more than right now. Every cause box is a limited edition and it comes with six to eight full-size products. You can get everything from skincare and jewelry to homewares and accessories. The last four boxes sold out within days, which I believe is because you get over $250 worth of products for only 50 bucks. So it seems kind of obvious why people go for it. I recently got a sample box and one of my favorite things that came in it was this organic scarf from this company called Bloom and Give, which as you guys probably aren't shocked, I'm now also using to cover my mouth while I walk because you have to do that now. They also had a travel wallet, which came in this great terrazzo print that I'm really looking forward to using in the future when we get to travel again, as well as a duffel bag from this company called Known Supply. They're actually the brand that we teamed up with a couple years ago to make an equal payday shirt. 
And we teamed up with them because everything they do is certified by Fair Trade USA for their apparel production, and they ensure fair and safe working conditions. So those are just some of the brands that come in Causebox, which we fully support. Each Causebox also comes with an exclusive magazine that tells the story and mission behind each product in the box. And I'll be honest, you guys, with everything that's happening, it's definitely the sunshine in your day to like sit down and go through all the products and play with them and, and read about it in the magazine. So when it arrives on your front door, yes, they totally ship to you for free. It will feel like you got, like I said, this like surprise or a bundle of gifts. I've noticed that gifting this to yourself is great, but I've really noticed that gifting this to an amazing woman or a special woman in your life will actually make you feel so much better. Um, I actually recently sent it to my friend who is a working mom. She's pregnant, she has a toddler, and she's working right now. And I think we can all agree that she deserves a trophy as well for everything that's happening. So I'm really excited for her to get that because I know she's going to love it. And the best part of all of this, of course, is that we are giving our females listeners an exclusive discount. All you have to do is go to www.causebox.com slash females and use the code females, F-E-M, A-I-L-S to get your first box for 30% off, as in you can get your first box worth over $250 for less than $39 and free shipping. So it doesn't really get better than that. Go check out Causebox. So that's C-A-U-S-E-B-O-X right now. And I can tell you firsthand that you're going to love it. All right, now let's get back to the show. Tip one, make sure remote work is for you. Do your research. Can you elaborate on that, Perva? In order for you to really understand what remote work is, it's really important to understand what remote work entails. One way to really think about it is to think about the pros and the cons of working remotely. And the pros and cons change for each person, but some of the pros might be working remotely, you would have the chance to spend more time with your family because you won't be commuting as much. But a con might be that there might not be as much social interaction or you know those water cooler talks um, as much because you won't be physically with your coworkers. And you know some of that training, that onboarding that sometimes happens in person might be the onus might be on you to really start training yourself. So, you know, a lot of this, when you're thinking about the pros and cons is to really be realistic about, you know, what are some of the great perks of working remotely, but also keeping into my account, taking into account what are some of the cons that might come up? Also, when you're thinking about remote work, you need to think about the technology. A lot of things, especially when working remotely, you won't have access to a printer or a scanner or reliable internet. So those are some things that you might want to think about and make sure that you're comfortable with all of those elements since you might have to technically be your own IT person sometimes and making sure you're comfortable with that. Something that's really critical is to really make sure you have good communication skills. One way to think about it is you know, if you're working remotely, you might have to be overly communicative, be it, you know, sometimes in meetings where if you're sitting all together in a meeting in person, most people can pick up on body cues and see if someone wants to say something. But now that, you know, working remotely, there would be those chances where you're working over Zoom. So you might have to be more vocal and, and advocate more for yourself on what your needs are or making a point at a meeting or things like that. So being really comfortable with that and knowing that, you know, you might have to really speak up for yourself. And also, you know, making sure that you're able to, you know, get access to those conversations. Like I mentioned, like those water cooler conversations, conversations that generally happen in person, being proactive and finding out about those conversations and making sure that you're included. So it really takes 
a lot of you know understanding of your own communication style and what you're comfortable with and and really assessing that to see if remote work is is for you we did a webinar a couple of week, weeks back about how to run an engaging online presentation. Mm-hmm. And one of the tips I gave is to create a virtual water cooler. So like we're big fans of using Slack at Career Contessa because I feel like Slack enables you to have kind of those like not formal conversations that maybe you were having an email. It can be sort of one-offs and you can have channels and they don't always have to be serious. It can be, you know, like at a water cooler, you might talk about like your weekend or something like that. So I think it's good to have that kind of technology in place. I was curious too, for remote work, like are there specific traits or personality types that do better in remote work than others? I don't think so. Cause usually when people think personality wise, if you think introvert, introvert versus extrovert, I think it's more about just having that. It's not so much of having a personality type, but it's more understanding the mindset and being comfortable with knowing, regardless of if you're more introverted or extroverted, or, but knowing how to really take the steps to make sure that you're communicating effectively in the best way possible for yourself. Yeah, I um, think communication is super, super important. And yeah. I mean, probably day to day, but I definitely think in remote work, it's mm-hmm. we shared a tip today on today's podcast, which is about creating value and influence at work. And she said mm-hmm. one of her favorite things that people do is they send an email to their boss at the beginning of the week, at the end of the week, kind of saying like, you know, here's what I'm working on at the beginning of the week. And at the end of the week, here's what I finish and what I'm going to do next week. And it's just sort of that, again, like no need to respond, but like right. I'm over communicating, which sounds yeah. like you're, you're agreeing with. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. We had a work from home day at Career Contessa. So the transition into being remote now wasn't super challenging. We kind of had that infrastructure in place already, but I was thinking, I was like, it probably is so tough if you just start out fully remote mm-hmm. because now it's like, yeah. we've already had the in office like banter or yeah. jokes and whatever, mm-hmm. random things come with being in the office where now that easily carries over to Slack or whatever. And so it's, it's really interesting to think about that social aspect because I think it is such a huge part of your day-to-day. It's like you're at work every day. Yeah, I would say also maybe something you uh, one person could do is to like talk to someone that has a remote job and mm-hmm. um, just share their experiences because I think a lot of things come to your mind that you don't even realize Correct. <laughs> yeah. remote job. So it'd be probably beneficial to have some informational interviews as well. Agreed. I hundred percent. So tip number two you mentioned is look for a role or a company that motivates you and, and to really get in that mindset. So mm-hmm. what did you mean specifically about that? So it's kind of building upon, you know, tip number one, um, you know, once you kind of go over your pros and cons and really think about your communication style, it's more getting into the mindset of that remote role. I love that suggestion of doing informational interviews and really getting a sense of, okay, what does remote work look like? How does this work into my life and what I'm looking for, not only in a work setting, but also for my career and really, you know, getting to that mindset of understanding that and, and really seeing what it means for yourself, even if it's something where, you know, setting, you know, start setting up that workspace for yourself or looking into various technology or just getting more comfortable with using things like Slack and those sort of things, just really getting to the mindset of, of really understanding what remote work, of not only understanding remote work, what remote work is, but also understanding it for you and making sure that it aligns with what you've been looking for in your own career journey. 
Yeah. Not just because we're going through a pandemic, but because this is something you are Mm -hmm. looking for long-term. Do you think too, I mean, everybody, for people who have maybe gone remote right now for, because of coronavirus, if they want to stick to like, if they're like, look, this is actually a really good fit for me. I'm way more focused. I really appreciate, I don't know, not having a commute and being able to connect with people over Slack, video, like for someone who's maybe had this experience for the first time and now they're recognizing like, hey, remote is really, was a really good fit for me, whether they're still employed or not. I mean, is there a way to make your current role remote? Like, do you have any tips if somebody was like, hey, I, I want to stay remote oh, after yeah, this? No, this is such a unique time, you know, for work. And I think now that, you know, a lot of like traditional companies might be at first reluctant about remote work, but now that we, you know, given everything, um, a lot of us are working remotely, I think a lot more companies would be open to that. And it's more about establishing that relationship, you know, with your boss, but also making those certain, making sure those points are clear. Like, for example, since I don't have to commute, I get to spend more time with my family or how, again, that personal connection. I think after, uh, you know, things settle down, I think a lot more I have a feeling a lot more employers are going to be much more open to remote work because they're also experiencing it for themselves and they would also see the benefits of it for themselves. I'm sure if you frame yourself of how you benefit the company, like why your remote work would benefit the company, it'll be a lot easier to have that conversation rather than you're just like, I'm more free to do whatever. It's like, instead of making it just about yourself, like, oh, I don't have to drive. Um, And just see how like, I don't know, proof facts, like ride backs of how it helped your productivity and um, can help your team too. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tip number three, understand what employers are looking for in their remote workforce and position yourself accordingly in your cover letter and resume. That's kind of similar to what I was just mentioning, yeah. but this is more about when an applicant's applying to a company. Correct. Correct. So, you know, one thing is, you know, working remotely, you, you really need to consider and position yourself and really showcasing those skill sets that you have for employers to see how your skill sets and your perspectives and your experiences can really help the company. While we, you know, you want to obviously um, show off your your skill sets, you also want to show off that you're self motivated, that you're organized, you have good time management skills. You know, you're open to working remotely and have everything set up on your end, so you can really jump right in and really start contributing to the company and what their goals are. So I think those are the things that you know that you feel there are things that you can highlight, be it in your cover letter, be it in if there's ways to frame that within your resume or even on your LinkedIn profile, it would really show that the employers that you really put a lot of thought into that and really have taken the steps, not only on skill sets, but also outside of that to really make sure that you're ready for remote work. Yeah. Do you think for someone who doesn't currently have a remote job so, or like they've never had a remote job, mm-hmm. but now they're applying for remote jobs. Should they put on their resume something like being able to show the employer that you've got a good setup at home to do remote work? Is there any key or like when you've looked at resumes of people who were applying for remote positions, but had never been remote before, what, what were maybe just some of the hesitations you had or anything like that? Just to think about like what the recruiters are thinking. Yeah, I think it's more, you know, it's looking like looking on a resume, it's thinking about, okay, I've good time management skills. I'm able to motivate teams or I'm able to really able to step up to the plate. It's more of those things because even for someone who hasn't worked remotely, but they're able to, sh- to show and 
their organizational skills or their motivational skills or even how they've been able to maybe support a team that is remote or even though they were working out of their headquarters. There are ways to do that, I think, with just keywords. And one thing I always emphasize to candidates is even if a company doesn't ask for a cover letter, always supply one because that's where you can really tell your story and really share about you know, ways that you know, even if it may not come up in your experiences, you, you've done something along those lines. Like I mentioned, like supporting a team um, remotely, even though you were working out of the office or showing ways that you've been able to manage your time and the, how that would relate to what the job is asking for and what will help the company as well. Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't mention it, but just like places where people should look for these roles. I mean, you mentioned that um, at Goldbook, you guys have half your team is in a physical office and half of your team is remote. So I would I would assume also step one is like apply for jobs that have remote in the description or in Correct. the title because they're going to tell you that, right? Like most oh, yeah. people are going to say this is a remote position. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And just for people listening who are like, well, where are those places? I mean, you can type remote on LinkedIn and it will filter through any of the job postings that they have there. At Career Contessa, we always have remote jobs on our job board, which you can filter through location. And then there's also this amazing site that we're a partner with. It's called Flex Jobs. And you pay like, I think it's a pretty low monthly fee. And they personally vet all of them too, to make sure like they really are remote. Cause I, one thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you've seen this Perva too, but like sometimes employers or you'll see these like scammy things where they'll say they're remote jobs, but they're, mm-hmm. they're not, or like, that's just not the truth. So sometimes I feel like, especially right now, sometimes having someone vet them for you is is good. I mean, just like how employers want people vetted, like people now need employers vetted, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of questions from candidates like asking if this is, if we are a real company too. Yes. So I, I get that importance. <laughs> what yeah. a bold question to ask. On that note, is there something that has, that you've remembered from a resume or cover letter that indicated to you, oh, maybe you wouldn't be a great fit for remote work, um, kind of on that opposite spectrum? Good question. I think something where it's more around like they have really focused on, on people. Like we're, we're, right now we're hiring for a customer support role, which is pretty much all remote. And yet I see, I've been seeing resumes where I've engaged with customers personally. I have mm-hmm. instructed them personally. And like where it's, like I, I, I can tell maybe from that they have the potential to do that, uh, to work remotely, but I, it's hard to tell when everything is so interactive with other people. Right. That's where it's like tweaking your resume and your application materials to really ensure that for this role, for example, like you're able to engage with others. You can do it both in person as well as over email or over phone. So really highlighting that. What are some of the like, biggest mistakes you've seen with remote interviews? Like give us the yes. yeah. good stuff. Oh my God. The biggest thing is so we at Goldbook use Google Hangout. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is when you know, and we usually schedule interviews a week out and they don't test their Google Hangout. Mm-hmm. And don't realize that it's a video call or don't know how to use it. Oh, and that's, that's bad. it's bad. And it's it's more like I, I tend to be more forgiving because it's great if it happens to me, but if that happens during an interview with a co-founder, I would feel bad, you know, but that's probably one of the biggest things I've seen is where, where 
there is that chance to learn more about like, okay, how do I use Google Hangout? Um, and maybe asking a friend or testing it with a friend or looking it up. But when it comes to interview day, they haven't. And it really takes time away from the interview. Yeah, it's like a way to show that you're not that tech savvy for a role that's going to require you to be really Correct. tech savvy is not Correct. checking your tech. Yeah, I Correct. see that. Yeah, and of course, I've seen others where like they're in their pajamas or... Um, no way. Yeah. Is that because they don't know it's going to be on video? I think it's just, well, part of it might be that or part of it, I have actually never asked because I've just been so... Yeah, you're just like... <laughs> distracting but I think maybe like well I'm working remotely and this is a remote interview for a remote role I should show how I work remotely yeah Um, and another thing um it's a very subtle thing but I've heard from other hiring managers it's come up where it's your setting your backdrop like you know for some folks they have it set up you know really professionally like against a white wall or there is like you know, just like a very, like a clock or something. But for some I've seen where it's their messy room (laughs) or like a very distracting painting or something. So really like, I think taking into account, like making sure that, you know, what the viewer is seeing on their end is also appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a representation of what it would be like for them to work at your company too. So unfortunately it is one of those things where it's like, I would almost argue that maybe appearance means more in like a remote interview than in a in-person interview. Because in person, of course you're going to be dressed and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. But Okay. Well, tip number four, you said, which is be sure to take the time to explore opportunities. So explore like opportunities at other companies or what do you Yeah. Yeah. No, explore. And I think I kind of, the tip for that is more around um, now things at the workplace are changing so rapidly. Um, Even just a month ago, all of us were probably sitting in offices, not thinking that we'd be working remotely. So things are changing that there would be a lot more opportunities for remote work. And especially as more companies are becoming more receptive to that, there would be more of those opportunities. So meaning that, you know, don't apply for a a remote world just because it says remote and you're like, oh, this is great. I I don't have to drive. But really like now that more and more companies are open to it, there would be more of those opportunities that align with your skill sets, that align with your interests, and that would really push your career forward. Well, yeah, and any job you interview for right now is if you started, they would have you start remote anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, dep- it depends. Like I know for us, we were waiting for shelter in place to be lifted before anyone starts. But yeah, we're doing all everything up until that point virtually. So you guys are still like interviewing people, you're reviewing mm-hmm. resumes, people oh, yeah. just won't start. Oh, wow. See, oh, you guys, no. you heard it yeah. here. People are still hiring. Oh, yes. Wow. We're, yeah, I'm, my schedule is completely booked. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a really amazing. Are you feeling like that people are taking advantage of that? Like you're getting more applications and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm getting a lot more applications, but I'm also getting a lot of good applications. People have time to apply. (laughs) People have time to apply. And also, I mean, I understand completely given circumstances, you know, there are companies that are laying off folks, but they're laying off of really good talent. And that's where, you know, companies that are still hiring, we get to really take advantage of that. So it's been really good for us. Like, yes, it's been busy, but I'm also seeing an amazing talent pool. That's great. Silver Mm -hmm. lining for sure. Correct. All right. Well, let's recap Herva's tips for landing a remote job are number one, make sure remote work is for you. Number two, look for a role or company that motivates you so that you're excited to work there. Number three, understand what employers are looking for in their remote workforce and position yourself accordingly. And number four, be sure to take time to explore opportunities. Next up, we hear from you and solve your problems. 
Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at Career Contessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or leave us a voicemail at 844-FEMALES. All of that information is also included in the show notes. Today's question came to us via DM on Instagram, and here's what she said. I resigned from my job last month and accepted a new job at a new company with a start date of April 1st, 2020. However, with the community lockdown and quarantine, my first day was moved until further notice. What should I do? I don't have a job anymore because my start date was moved. And what if they don't bring me on anymore? So I could like sense the anxiety of this Mm -hmm. person's question, which I would be anxious too, because you you left something for something new, all excited and like quickly that, Mm -hmm. that evaporated. Yeah, I know. It just feels like, of course this happened. Like, yeah. Of course I left my job. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like, uh, there's this good meme going around where it's like millennials, like they graduated and there was a recession. Like now that they're having kids, there's a, a coronavirus where, you know, they're locked home with their kids. And it's like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm scared for middle age. You know, it's like the whole like, woes me mm-hmm. that timing. But I mean, my best advice is that you have to check in with the hiring manager. I, I mean, they say, yeah they're going to give you the most information. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe they're not able to bring, I mean, like you probably heard with Perva, like they're not having anybody start until the quarantine is over. So I think that you have to check in with your hiring manager and talk to them about it. Cause there's a very realistic possibility that they won't have you start until this quarantine is lifted, but maybe they can do something in the meantime, especially if you're not on the payroll. I mean, that's, I'm sure the, the part of this that at least what I'm reading into is the part that you are the most curious about is like, when are you going to get up payroll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you could sort of work out maybe potentially at least being part-time or starting your training remotely. I mean, it really depends on what your job is obviously, but I was thinking, you know, because it seems like a lot of these companies aren't fully remote are going to probably take until the end of the year. I think until comfortably people are back in the office because I mean, from what I've heard, even when the lockdowns kind of lift, it's only going to be a gradual lift. So mm-hmm. it'll be like, you can meet up in groups of five, 10, whatever. Um, that's just like something I've heard. So I doubt it's going to happen, you know, one day everyone's back in the office. So I, I don't know. Do you think it would be kind of a faux pas to apply for a remote company during this time or take another job offer while yeah, holding on no, to the I mean, I think a couple of things. I think one, for sure, talked. I mean, maybe when you talked to the hiring manager before, they weren't really sure how long this was going to happen. But now, like what Aaliyah just said, we have more information. So talk to them again and see if they've got a new game plan. Mm-hmm. Try to kind of push them on the fact that you really want to work here. You know, would they be open to remote training or something like that? So you can at least get started. If they say no, no, no to all of that, you have two options. One, you could go back to your old employer and see if they would like you to, because you were already trained and knew the job. Um, if you're like, absolutely not, Lauren, that's stupid. I would never do that. <laughs> then yeah, you can apply for new jobs and look for freelance work in the meantime. But you know, I, I know this is, this is a tough one. And ultimately the best advice we have is like, go and talk to that hiring manager because they may be, you, you can't be the, probably the only person in that position for that company. So hopefully they've got, yeah. hopefully you're not alone with that. Yeah. And I think you shouldn't be super concerned of like, what if they just forget about me or because this is something that's affecting everyone, including the company. I'm sure they also might have that fear of like, well, great. We just hired all these people. Like we want them to continue to start training here. Like I'm sure they have that same 
fear and they value you. Of course, a lot of companies are downsizing during this time because it's just this unprecedented economic time. But um, I think definitely just if you have a conversation and are super honest, like, I mean, you you don't even have to explain, you know, because everyone's aware of the situation and how it's impacting work. So I don't think if you talk to the recruiter you were talking to and say like, this is a situation I need to find another job or whatever, I don't think um, they will be like, how dare she? Because they know full well what everyone's going through right now. Yeah. No, the sooner you kind of confront this and start getting your answer, the sooner you can put together your own action plan for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. You guys have been awesome about leaving us reviews this season. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We absolutely love hearing from all of you. And don't forget to check out Flex Jobs, a partner of Career Contessa that only shares remote jobs and jobs that offer flexibility. For a small monthly fee, they do all the vetting for you so you know you're only applying to jobs that are available and hiring right now. And a big thank you to Purva Dendana, head of talent acquisition at Goldbook, for sharing her tips for landing a remote job. Also, don't forget that Goldbook is hiring and we will link to Flex Jobs and Goldbook and all that good stuff in the show notes.